Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes, sir. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly Mm -hmm. always leads to better than expected outcomes. I've definitely found that to be true. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right. What are we in for today, Ed? I'll tell you what the whiteboard over here at Chobo Studios says. First of all, funniest thing with... What's that? What's that? Uh, your whiteboard back there. Oh. Funniest thing with will and spiritual law and order. Oh, yeah. That's a... Dung, dung. A little reference to... Dung, dung. The... <laughs> See, this is amazing because uh, Indy knows not what he did when he put it down there. He was just talking about the 12 powers put forth by Charles Fillmore, will and spiritual law and order. But it turns dun, dun. out that Will Rubio is our guest today. And Law and Order is a TV show, so it's all coming together beautifully. It's like a hundred TV shows. A hundred million TV shows. Um, the today's show is called "If Not Now, When" with Will Rubio. If you have a song to sing, sing it now. If you have a smile to show, show it now. If you have kind words to say, say them now. And most importantly, if you're inspired to act, follow that hunch. Fear tempts us to keep kicking that can down the road and say, one day I'll pursue my heart's desire, just not today. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners and each other to trust their intuition and follow their inspired hunches. And during the second segment, happy-go-lucky actor Will Rubio reminds us that timing is everything with today's reading. Now's the time. Mm. Mm -mm. Well... Yes. Are we going to jump into our three breaths? Yes. We have three breaths by... Roberta Flack. By Roberta Flack. We were in the green room and through my little intuitive ears, we were talking about something else and I heard this come through and I said, wait. And then it wasn't, we, we played the song and discovered we had one line from the song, but we, just, we didn't even know this, this line existed, did we? No, and it's even better. Yes. For what we're talking about All today. Right. Yes, because now is the time, my <sighs> friends, to take a deep breath. <sighs> Now's the time. I feel like making dreams come true. <sighs> Now's the time. I feel like making dreams come true. Oh, that was a great hand drive on that. Now's, Now's the time. time. I feel like making dreams come true. Wow. 
Beautiful, man. And now that we heard the angels sing, that reminds us to thank... Jeff Comfort out of Kansas City, Kansas, each week. He takes us right right into the comfort zone. Making sure those of you are on uh, podcast apps are hearing it with the sound effects and everything. We love Jeff Comfort. We also love... Indy for getting us up on YouTube if you're watching it there. How you doing, buddy? I <laughs> love you guys. Having a great time. Oh, my God. You great sit, show. You get to sit with Will Rubio in there. Uh, I mean, it's true. I mean, it, it, I, I couldn't ask for a better day, honestly. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, well, this show yes. was inspired by a couple of great readings. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We have a little foxtrot for you. Some Edward Fox readings. Yes. And uh, let me pull them up. There's actually three readings, and we found another reading. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, they're all short and sweet. And and- this was a shout-out to Susan Sly. She hopped up. She uh, has been enjoying the Patreon uh, Prosperity Talks that I've been running on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Uh, 4 p.m. West Coast time. If you're contributing to Patreon, you can either come live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, or you can watch it. I posted the recording of it um, afterwards on Patreon. And she said, thank you, Janet, for your lovely prayer. Janet Prince was with us this week. Uh, And Rhonda, I really smiled at the thought of you singing. So thank you, Susan. And yeah, it's been nothing but fun. It's been getting more and more enjoyable. Every time we end up just ending these lessons with go out and have fun and enjoy life. And it is the way to live. So, and again, thank you for contributing to Patreon. We appreciate you. Yes. Yes. And speaking of now's the time, mm-hmm. this reading, and one of our new listeners actually now reads from the reading, which You're came from kidding. Around the Year with Emmett Fox. It's one of the books we recommend. Is this uh Yes, that's... If you're looking on YouTube, you can see the postcard. If you're listening, I'll read it. It says, the past is done. Let there be fun. Thank you, Daryl and Ed. Love, Jillian. So Jillian saw me this morning while I was walking Gidget, my dog, and she was so excited to, A, say, you know what I got from last week? My takeaway? I said, what? Remind me, because I forget what I say, and I probably need to hear it. Right. And she said, the past is done. Let there be fun. She goes, as soon as I say it, the release I feel now like unhooked from the past and I feel so happy instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, me too. And then she said, and I really have been enjoying the reading on forgiveness a couple of days ago from Emmett Fox. I'm going, holy cow, she reads the same morning routine yes, book. Yes, yes. And That's from awesome. And I also love the fact that the show is blessing people in your neighborhood. Yes, like, that I would never expect. Because, I mean, whatever the numbers are of people that watch and listen to the show, we might not yet have reached Will Rubio levels of fame. But, and the fact that there's people in your neighborhood like Jillian and Joe and people at my school, people right around me and, yeah. and others across the globe that we know are benefiting from the show. Mwah. Thank that, you. Well, Ed just did a French kiss. If you're, I uh, know a chef's French kiss, a chef, a chef's kiss. <laughs> I just slipped a little French kiss in there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was talking, so it wasn't with me. It, I think it was with Will. Oh my God! That I felt the amazing. French. <laughs> I, I am getting a 
little hot around the collar with uh, Will Rubio. No, that's studio. just because uh, Indy shut off the AC. Okay, you ready? I guess. Speaking of, because now is your time. Now is the time. And this is the reading. Now is your time. It's from May 28th. So if you have the book, Around the Year with Emma Fox, this is where you'll mm -hmm. find it. Mm -hmm. And it starts off, he kicks it off with a Bible verse from uh, Matthew, verse 6. I just heard the AC come back on. Yes. Jesus was listening. Uh, Jesus uh, faucet. Wait. <laughs> so, and it's, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And let's dissect that here in metaphysical terms. And Emmett Fox presents it to us like this. Always remember that the only thought that you need to concern yourself with is the present time. The thoughts of yesterday or of last year do not matter now. Because if you can get the present thought right, it will make everything else right here and now. Mm -hmm. The best way to pre prepare for tomorrow is to make today's consciousness serene and harmonious. Yes. And the best part is this, for me anyway, never go delving in your mind to look for troubles to pray about. Deal faithfully with those that bring themselves to your attention, and hidden things will be taken care of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which means we don't have to keep digging to try to see and uncover what's going on all the time. Sometimes it's nice to question ourselves and go, hmm, why am I thinking this way about this situation? And the answer will reveal itself. But sometimes the digging in some recovery circles starts to become, starts to go beyond its necessary helpfulness. Yeah, in psychology as well. Yeah, and it's just, it's a never-ending digging. And you get into this weird frame of mind. It's happened to me when it was presented like that, where you start thinking there's an unlimited reservoir of negativity within myself that I got to keep digging up. But Emmett Fox makes it simple. And all these spiritual books say the same thing. Deal with the inharmonious thought that's presenting itself now. By blessing it, letting it go. Yes. Reminding, I'll remind myself this is just self-imposed nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, ask, show me something a different way or the prayer we use. You know, relieve me of this, you know, the fear of what this fear is or relieve me of this resentment and direct my attention to who you would have me be. And it helps me release it. I thought you were going to say that affirmation. Tell me something good. good. Well, that's a great affirmation. Yes, tell to, me that you love me. You should say that to your subconscious. I'm because, doing that now. I love that. Because that's another great way. Because I was doing that this morning. Because this is uh, coming off of uh, so much wear and tear on the old brain of doing uh, like a lot of school-related stuff, which I, I can't even complain about because it blesses the hell out of a lot of people. But Saturday, coming down that mountain, and then wanting to be excited and ready for the show, I was just like, all right, God. Just show me how loved I am. Show me like that you're here with me. Just you know, fill up my tank. It doesn't have to take a long time. It can happen no. right now. Well, do that affirmation again. Tell me something good. Bow, wow. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. And you're you're the real you will respond to that because that's yes. that is in harmony or sympathy with 
who we really are. And that's like the me that's when I'm, because what you want to do is get your thoughts and feelings into the flow, right? Yes. And, and when we're feeling good and, and like, that's something I would sing when I'm happy. And so like the, the more I can kind of get myself into that place and kind of prime the pump for it, it'll start to naturally take over. You know what? We got to remember to use that when someone starts talking about negative things we don't want to hear. Yeah. We should just go, just break into song. Yeah. Tell me something good. Yeah. Tell me that you love me. Most of the time it's in our head, right? Yeah. Say it to that part. Cause, and it's, it really is the musical <laughs> version of let something good be said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the other follow-up reading from the same book, Around the Year with Emmett Fox, is uh, actually August 21st. God says now. Now. When? Now. When? Now. <laughs> yes. God's time for your demonstration is now. Right. The time God wants you to be healed is now. The time God wants you to be in your true place is now. The Bible says that the day of salvation is now. God is ready the moment you are. Yeah. There is nothing to wait for except the changing of your own consciousness. People often make the mistake of saying, I know my demonstration will come at the right time. But the only time to be harmonious and satisfied is now. Mm -hmm. The time to be happy is now and the place is here. Did not Jesus say the kingdom of heaven is at hand? And by this, he meant close by. <laughs> Do not keep yourself out of the kingdom of heaven by inventing postponements. Yes. But change your consciousness now, for it can all happen in a moment. Yes. That now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. And that's from Romans 13, 11. And... There's a great Florence Scovel shin affirmation I use. It's from the game of life. Now is the appointed time. Now is the day of my good fortune. Yes. And this also reminded me of some other things that I jotted in here. Uh, I snap out of the malaise of negative hypnosis because that's really all the delay is. And we often say it. Eric Butterworth said it. David McClure said it, and Emmett Fox says the only, uh, the only original sin is the sin that we're separated from God, and the belief, the belief that we're separate. And sin, I love it when it's put forth as the acronym, like Butterworth and McClure say, self-imposed nonsense. Yeah. I'm making stuff up that I'm telling myself. That is just preventing me from being connected to the truth in that moment. Yeah. And, you know, the, or the archery term, right, that it yes. came from missing the mark. It's yeah. just, I mean, because that's what it really, we have to lighten these concepts up. It's just to be able to tell myself, you know what, on a deep level, I'm just missing the mark right now. That really helps me just laugh about it, change, like that the change can happen now. Because if I believe it has to be dug up and, all this stuff has to be gone through. Man, no, I've spent a lot don't. of time. I, I was t texting with Krista McAvina uh, last week. Um, this is me or you? That's you, right? Yours has stickers on uh, it. Uh, well, uh, a kid gave it to me, and it says surfing, so I put it on my phone. But <laughs> um, Oh, wow. My wife just got paid. What do you know? Oh, no, it just got paid. 
Well, she did. I got the uh, the text, man. No, but you used to say that. Just got paid. Of course, man. I got to put my finger up and swivel my neck a little once in a while. <laughs> so um, I told we were talking about something, and I happened to be sitting on the corner after just relaxing, drink not just on a corner, but I was at a coffee shop in Santa Monica called Primo Paso, which has really strong cold brew, which you know we love around here. By the way, thank you to Rod Schweitzer for filling our cups with really co- strong cold brew. And Nancy Norman for the mugs that are being filled. And she fills us up every week on, uh, what is it called? UnityJoyOfLife.org. And uh, you can go to her, her prosperity Zoom, Infinite Prosperity Zoom, um, which we do every week. And we get filled up. So I was filled up high as a kite. Yes. Oh, let me drink some of that sweet cold brew. And uh, texting with Krista McAvina. And she's a fellow truth student, practices the heck right out of this stuff, she's, practices the hell right out of her mind. She's been on the show a couple. we got to have her back yes, in studio. She's been on a few ASAP. times. Yes. So we were talking about something, and I said, just know that the good you desire is already here. There's yes. no suffering required, and, and we can relax into it right now. No yes. cleanup of the old is required. No yes. cleanup. Just step Step out boldly, uh, step up, relax boldly into heaven now. I can feel it. And then I said, Jesus keeps pinning that to my back like a kick me sign and giggling like a military brat about it. Just this idea, there's no cleanup necessary. And no clean. you, the forgiveness is to let go of all the weight that I believe needs to be cleaned up and all the stuff I think I need to understand. But as I, I gain <sighs> more understanding by letting it go and stepping boldly into the now and blessing everyone in the room with who I am now, even yes. if I know not how, how, how it's going to happen. I was reading uh, God Will See You Through. Every day I've been reading a chapter out of this book and using the chapter as my affirmation. The author's Mary Cupferly. Yeah, thank you. She actually, who was it? Um, someone we know knew her. I think it was, um, was it John Strickland who knew her? She was played her guitar. I remember someone was telling us about her. I forget. Anyway, but she was yeah. a great truth teacher. And... The chapter I read is God is healing you now. And this was after, right the day after Daryl came up with the title, If Not Now, When? Or the day of. I just, on, I just opened to this chapter and it says, God is healing you now. Yes. God is healing you now. It is occurring at this very moment, whether you know it or not. You need not have some mystical experience. You need not feel any unusual physical sensation. You need not even be aware of how it is happening. You need only to relax, to let go, and to be assured that it is being done. If you're facing a healing challenge of any kind, you can be sure God's healing power will see you through. Indeed, it is happening at this instant. God is healing you now. Whether you have a great deal of faith or little, you can grasp these few words. God is healing you now. They can bring you into a realization that will lead you into a total healing, total rebirth, total change of your life experience for good. You need not question, reason, or seek out the ways. He will open them to you at the right time and appropriate moment, for he's always already at work within every detail of your life, bringing about healing in every aspect. And I use that God is healing me now yesterday and why it relates to me for me to what you said about not needing to dig. I just said, God is healing me now, and that includes any hidden resentments, Yes, anything that's Popping up that like, you know, these things sometimes pop out of my consciousness when I'm, when I'm especially when I'm going through a lot at, at like inopportune, seemingly inopportune times, 
you know, I'm, I'm ready to have a great day. And all of a sudden this old thing. So I just said, God is healing. Even the hidden resentments, God is healing me now. And I even had like a little cold sore that was starting to develop because my mind was under so much stress and that all the stress was underneath that. And I just kept saying, God is by doing this, even the cells of my body are changing. And it did it. Yes. It, I was imagining it drying up from the inside instead of having to go through that whole outer healing process. And it really works. And I it, like whatever the thing is that you think you believe, and you just got to admit it to yourself, not to anyone else, that you're believing can't happen. Start changing that belief that for me, it was like, God is changing these cells. I've seen it work in every other area. And then applying like from small to big, there is no small to big in God. It's just whatever in your brain is feels like that can't happen. Start changing it. And I've been uh, writing to myself in my journal, which next week we're going to have May McCarthy, who's a prosperity teacher on. And she, she got her stuff from Florence Scovel Shin. Right? Yes. But the reminder that I got from her was to write a letter. She calls it your chief spiritual officer, CSO. I like God partner from my yes. uh, from Emmett Fox. I've always wanted to take God as my business partner. Yes. That's what he recommends. So writing it now in this journal, dear God, business partner, thank you for the way everything yesterday went amazing. All the stuff that that worried voice thought wasn't going to go well went well. I write it down. I give thanks, and it prepares me to have faith in this day. So then I give thanks in advance for what I'm going to receive that day, to the best of my knowledge or awareness or dreams, and. One day I had a meeting and I, I felt so silly because my brain was doing all this stuff. It, they always go well for me. They, it's always turns out to be this loving, uplifting experience, but my brain was coughing up so much crap. So I just kept turning it over to God. But when I write in my journal, I write good things that are happening for Indy, for Daryl, for my wife, Jennifer, for, yes. and those things sometimes are easier for me to feel good about. It doesn't matter what I'm feeling good about as long as I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So that day was writing stuff about my wife having a good day, about her business growing, about her, um, our contractor and her having joyful exchanges because he can sometimes stress out and he'll like dump that stuff on my wife, whatever, all these things. And the meeting went that I had went exceptionally well. So that had me already feeling good. And then I look out at my phone and my wife texted me, you know, our contractor was in a great mood today. The doorknobs that we didn't know when they were going to arrive, they're coming in three days because I was yeah. one of the, like, now mind you, all the stuff that, like the doorknobs, and then there was something about when are the appliances going to be delivered. She was struggling with that the day before, and we both agreed, you know what? Stop thinking about that. She went and got her hair cut. Yeah. Turned it all over to God. Yes. The next day, without boom, boom, any boom, boom, effort, boom, 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 boom. The appliances got rescheduled by Home Depot without her even doing anything just because they were having a little change on their end. Well, yeah, but when we let it go, then it all comes into harmony. Yes. So the things I had written for that I was affirming for my wife, the fact that though, and Daryl is a king of this, I'm sure you could attest to this. When you see though, when you bless them and then you see those things come about, it's equally uplifting. It's equally yes. life affirming. It's equally liberating from the fears and doubts and worries that can sometimes bring us down and take us out of that now mentality. Well, here's a few things in our few minutes in this segment I wanted to say. One yeah. is there's a great affirmation if you're concerned about your health, even if you're not feeling sick, sometimes you'll hear things from your physician that you ought to be aware of. Yes. Even if you're not crossed that line yet. 
you know, you better be aware of this because your blood pressure is a little high. And what happens is then I, I catch myself thinking, my blood pressure is a little high. I better watch it. Right. That's the worst. I hear you. So there's a great affirmation I've been using, and it takes all the pressure over trying to convince myself I'm healthy. It's from May Rowland. Oh, I love this. And it's and I've been saying this, and it feels so good, especially when I go for my walk. It wakes me up. I lose all concern, <clears throat> and I automatically feel the difference. And it's and ladies, this is a great one for women and a great one for men. But specifically, I think women love this one when I share it with them because it really gives you a feeling of beauty, even though it doesn't mention that in the affirmation. It's this. I am young, healthy, and strong. My body knows it, and my body shows it. Mm. Takes all the weight off my mental, my brain trying to... No, I am young, healthy, and strong. My body knows it, and my body shows it. And it really puts pep in your step. And another thing about healing, a friend of uh, one of our regulars on the show, Kathy Norman, is a uh, doctor medical doctor who is an expertise in split personalities. Mm. And she had wrote many papers on this. And you know how we're talking about the change in our consciousness changes everything. And there are cases, documented cases, of when the subject is in one personality, they'll have a tumor. Right. But then when it switches into another, the other personality, yes. there's no evidence of this tumor. Yes. There's even been documented um, cases where the eye color changes from hazel to blue or from brown to green when the personality changes. Right. So it really shows what we plug into consciously and we believe, you know, the word conviction can mean convinced of. And a split personality, they're just completely convinced Yeah, they're the other personality. Well, we could do that through prayer and meditation, the conviction of good. But here's the thing. We're not forcing will. When it's good and healthy and happy thoughts, that's in harmony with the universe. Yeah. Anything else that feels bad is me swimming upstream in my consciousness. Yeah. And one last thing to wrap up this segment. This was actually the reading that made me think, if not now, when? Funniest thing, Kathy Norman, she gave me this book from 1953. I guess she, was, she said, I have so many books. I want to get rid of it. It's actually from... Uh, it's called a Minute Masterpieces, if you want to try to find it, compiled by Lucy Gertsch, that's G-E-R-T-S-C-H, Bookcraft, Salt Lake City, Utah, collection of choice prose, poetry, and quotations to fit any mood. And it's got so many old-timey stuff and great examples, but... One story in particular that she threw in here as a bookmark, I'm not even sure if it's part of this book, but it's loose pages, and it's this. No excuses, just achievements. Chris Shea enjoyed making handmade greeting cards. Someday, she wanted to have her own greeting card company. 
Shay had no idea when that day would come, but believed it was floating around out there somewhere in the future. Then Shay found herself in need of a job. A friend suggested that it was the perfect time for her to start her company. Shay confessed that she didn't think she could do it because her youngest son was 12. What's going to be your excuse when he's 20? Her friend asked. That question made Shay realize that she'd never realize her dream if she waited for the right time, in quotes. She applied for a business license and started her greeting card company. Today, and we don't know what time this was written, but today, Shay Shay sells over 300 different styles of cards. She believes, and I love this quote by her, because I identify with it. There is the part of us that knows there is nothing, absolutely nothing we can't do. But then there's the louder part of us, the part of us that never shuts up, that constantly, for some reason, wants to protect its own smallness. And the more you exercise being bold, the more you start to quiet that nagging, doubting voice. Mm-hmm. For those of you with a fistful of talent, pocket full of excuses, and a calendar filled with some days, now is the time to bring your dreams to fruition. Now's the time. I feel like making dreams come true. Yes, indeed. Isn't it perfect it ended with that? Yeah. <laughs> We didn't plan that either. Oh, so nice. Coming up next, happy-go-lucky Will Rubio reminds us that timing is everything. With today's reading, now is the time. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Kobo Studio. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome back. Funniest Thing, if not now, when, with actor Will Rubio. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Man, I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Dude. I feel like it's been an evolution of our friendship of my life, and um, yeah, this has been a couple of years now. It so is mind blowing. Is there like, a, is it like SNL? There's like the, the five timers club. Oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm working towards. What's what's the what's the the metric? Thirty nine times you have to be on. Somebody's been on thirty nine times. No, we're just saying we, we want you to keep. We've been on thirty nine <laughs> times. We want you to be on thirty nine times. No, but there has here how many times? Fifty or so. Well, this will be ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> No, but how many? How? What's the highest number a we'll guest has come? In? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Either. You got to establish the club, so, yeah. so people have a metric. Well, right. I case, think this is my third or fourth, at least. All right, I'm going for five. So maybe one more, guys. Okay. Well, in case people are new, I just want to let people. I want to do a little introduction. Will Rubio is a member, a longtime member of the cast of a show that yes. you could watch mm. now. So good. Called uh, Random Acts. Yes. 
It's on BYU TV. Right. You could download that app for free. You could watch it at home. You could watch it on your phone. Yes. And I dare anyone dare to you. get through one episode without feeling good about themselves and even crying a little in a joyful way for the things that they do on this show. Yeah, 100%. I always shed a tear, man. And I purposely watch it um, if I'm not feeling well. Last month, I was sick. And I was stuck at home, and I said, you know, I, I got to watch something positive. And I go, oh, you could watch Random Acts. I've watched every episode, and I got to not listen to that voice. Don't listen to it. I, I put on an episode. <laughs> it was one I've seen before, but, man, by the end, it's like my heart was so full. Yep. And I was like, man, I got to fill myself, fill my mind up more with stuff like this. So it's... It's such a positive show. We we always encourage people to watch it. We're so excited to hear there's going to be another season. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And I think it's it's great. I mean, that's how we met. You guys just found the show kind of randomly, and then you reached out, and then I came on the podcast, and and now we're now we're old friends. I know. Um, but we are shooting season nine right now. Season nine is going to be really epic. The show, um, as as we have, um, you know, the longer you're around, the more people know about you and the more nominations we've received. So those have just kind of expanded. But we went to Europe this year, uh, Paris and, and Copenhagen and uh, Alaska. That episode already. Yes. That was the Christmas episode. Oh, my and, God. Yes. Please watch this show, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So really happy. In fact, I had a, an experience last night. I was in Utah yesterday, and um, I had done some comedy shows there at the place that I did comedy in college, comedy sports. And, and then as I was walking out to the parking lot, there's like this new underground restaurant. I'm like, this would have been so cool yeah. if I, you know, when I, we were like performing at the club we would have gone downstairs so i went to check it out and as i was walking out there's like a lot of punk kids around literally like full of piercings and and like uh just dressed like right like punks right and i'm walking by one or walking by these two girls full of piercings and they're like you look kind of familiar and i'm like oh i do comedy and stuff they're like wait are you on random acts and these two <laughs> girls that did not look like they would love this show just sat there and were like, I love, I watched that show unironically, they said. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was just sweet to see how uh, kindness uh, is universal and yes. everybody likes to feel good. And so I, I feel very blessed to be, have been a part of it for so long. It's such a great show, man. It's You're so fortunate to be a part of something like that. It's like no other show. There's like nothing in it for... It's so sincere in the things you do. You, you don't walk away thinking, yeah, well, this is kind of gimmicky. They gave someone a house. There's none of that. Right. It always feels so sincere, and you love everybody who participates in the show. Yeah, well, it's disarming. You know, like kindness, watching it unfold, disarms me without yes. me even trying. And that, you know, today we're talking about if not now, when, and living your dreams and everything. But it's it's easy to get in the trap of that as feeling like, this false version of boldness, this false version of dynamic person that's really like trying to make up for some insecurity underneath it. Whereas, like, so I read this paragraph from Marianne Williamson this morning, and it just made me think of this. And your show, I was just thinking while you're talking, is a tool to help bring light into this planet. Like, it just, hmm. I watch it, the light comes through, the light starts to shine through me, the tears are 
I can really be the loving person I really am, and that's who I really want to be. Without me even knowing that right. I have these like defenses right. against it, they yes. let go because I see it in reality. And she yes. says, I needn't prove anything to anyone. I am blessed as a child of God. She said, I needn't compensate for any lack in myself, for there is no lack in a child of God. I am whole and complete as a spiritual being. I need do nothing to augment what is already perfect. In any moment when I puff myself up, I actually appear less radiant. In any moment when I am defenseless and humble, I am radiant with God's love and power. Today I will be defenseless and safe in the arms of God. And to me, that's the kind of like, if not now, when world. Those are the type of things that the world really needs, right? Like, What was that last line? It said... But today I will be... Today I'll be defenseless and safe in the arms of God. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I've been thinking... Uh, it's, it's so funny that this is what this uh, episode is about because I've had uh, numerous experiences over the last couple months that have like really hammered this home. And uh, yeah, just this idea of uh, if not now, when. I literally just finished a week ago a book called What to Do When It's Your Turn and It's Always Your Turn. Uh, by oh, Seth Godin. Great. And it's just this inspirational, uh, motivational book that is, is really beautifully put together, but it is, it is this, this idea. The limitations that we place on ourselves are all self-imposed. Yes. Yeah. They're all self-imposed. And there's this one, um, just if you read the book, you'll see how it's set up, but there, there's just a little section and it talks about this, this, the sleep, sleep aid Ambien or the, the, the drug Ambien. <laughs> yes. And right, how sure. in studies they've shown that Ambien doesn't actually increase the length of time that you sleep. It, uh, on average, one study said that people sleep like 18 minutes longer than they would have without it. But what it does, it's, it's an amnesiac. And what it does is it destroys the negative story that you create about not getting enough sleep. So you wake up and you don't know that you didn't have a good night's sleep, so you feel more rested. So we invent the stories yeah. that affect uh, our lives. And that was just so powerful to me to go like, oh, um, the story about myself is something that I'm created. So I also have the power to change that at any moment, right? Oh, my God. There's a book. It's, it's an old book. It's called You Too Can Be Prosperous. I love it. I've been okay. reading it again, actually. Okay. In this book, I can't believe you're reading this. I just, because I have, I have, if anyone's listening, there's an app that you can get for free called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. A library app. Exactly. And you put in your library card number. You can put as many library card numbers as you have. You have several. Put them in. And now you could take out PDFs of books, like for your Kindle, you know, Kindle books. But what I use it for is audio books. I can listen. You listen mm -hmm. to it in your car. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to the Wait, book. Can I say that I, I, I just lied. I said I've been reading it, but this is even crazier. This morning, <laughs> I picked up two other books, and that one was on the bottom. And I looked at it, and I said to myself, I forgot about that book. And now you're bringing it up now. So this is even yes. better. I'm going to pick it up when I get home. Well, I can't believe it. The part I was listening to on the way here, he was saying in it, he goes, you got to realize your mind... He said, it's like when we're in a forest and we have these habitual ways of thinking, these limited ways of thinking. And he goes, it's like when you're in a forest, you know, typically and, you know, and rightly so, you take 
the well-worn path instead of trying to hack your way through a new route. Uh And he says, in our mind, there's a path we've created by the things we've, the limits we've been telling ourselves. It's the path of least resistance. So whatever we come to situations, our mind just goes, okay, this is the story. This is the story. This, but through the use of affirmations and the use of affirmative prayer and telling ourselves a new story, a healthier story, you know, the past is done, let there be fun, we can start now creating a brand new path. And now our, our, now our thoughts will start moving through that path. Yes. And he says psychologists refer to these paths as, I don't know if you call it the path of subjectivity or the law of subjectivity, but it really is subjective to what we're telling ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if we can start opening our minds up, do I can start affirming a new story, a healthier story, like, you know, I'm strong, I'm young, healthy, and strong. My body knows it, and my body shows it. And what happens is when we use these, and he says when they're attached with the feeling, he says always spend the time feeling the feeling of this new story, mm-hmm. of the story of you wanting to, that, like your heart's desire may have be you always want to act in a certain direction, doing a certain thing, and anytime you thought about it, you'd feel delight. But what happens? That well that well-worn groove in your mind goes, "Yeah, but not now. Yeah, but I got this." Right, or "Yeah, right. but maybe that's a little crazy. Yeah, maybe that's a nice notion. It was nice that I had that." No, he says, "Keep all you got to do is very little externally." But just keep delighting in that heart's desire, Mm -hmm. seeing it, feeling it, and enjoy the feeling it brings you. Because when we think about it, there's a million of things that come to my mind at certain parts of my day that make me feel good. And a few of them are things that I would like to be doing. And the bad habit is to say, oh, yeah, I should be doing that. Don't do that. Agreed. Because that's a, attaching a negative feeling to it. Because Ed and I discovered the etymology of the word should is to scold, and that's why it feels bad. Mm. So let go of that shooting on it. Stop shooting on it. Stop shooting on it and go back to just delighting so in often, how it feel. So often, though, I think the shooting is, is, is quite subconscious. And I think that's why uh, yeah. trying to increase our self-awareness through whatever means – uh, works for you, you know, whether that's talk therapy or meditation or prayer yeah. or whatever it is, increasing this idea and, and recognizing your own patterns is, is pivotal in, in getting rid of the should. Yeah. Cause j- just this week there was like, I, I made this realization that oftentimes even in my journey of, you know, self-awareness and discovery and stuff like that, we think that we're saying, how do I feel? But I think what we're what we're actually doing oftentimes is saying, "How should I feel?" Oh, yes. How should I feel? Ooh. And that could be a, a that could be in a negative or a positive scenario, um, like whether you're getting a promotion at work, say, and you'll it's it's an opportunity, right? And if you are disconnected from yourself and from your intuition, 
you may take that job because you're like, how should I feel? Oh, other people would want this. I, I should feel I, I should feel honored that they're offering it to me or, or whatever the case is. And in, in, in a negative situation, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're like, oh, this person has this, that, or the other thing, you're ignoring your intuition and you say, how should I feel? So other people would be honored or do this rather than going... Yep. How do I feel? Yeah. yeah, and and when you understand that, then you can make this. Then you can make this decision. Yeah. And it's crazy that when you do that, uh, you are more attractive to yourself and yes. to other people. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, because that's really to thine own self be true. That's listen. Intuition is the real us. Our intuition is the delightful, eternal me. It has energy, it's vi- it's vitally alive, and it's always there guiding me. Ed told the story this morning, I think you should repeat for the listeners, about how that was talking to you regarding uh, the purchasing of a couch and how you had to deactivate from that idea yeah. that Will's saying right. and fall back into who you really were and how that all panned out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like what Will said. I like what you're saying, and, I, and it definitely ties into this story because, and this also ties into what I was saying earlier. If there's a belief in me that's like, because that prepaved road has signs that say, don't go that way. You can't go that yes. way. Yes. Nothing can be done. We have to go this way. Yes, like, it's horrible. There's some of them in me that say that. And so I've, I need God, my relationship with God, higher power, my higher self, whatever it is, to trust that there is a way, and stop trusting in this more. It feels like the ground I'm standing on, but it's not the ground. It's it's a it's it's a more surface level than I realize, but it's deeper in. It feels, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yes. So tapping into that and tapping into the way I feel and totally relinquishing. I love what you just said about mistaking how do I feel for how I should feel. Yes. And then, in the past, I would feel guilty. For not going along with something that other everyone uh, that I was perceiving uh, ev- other people were feeling, but so my wife was. Um, w- we're having a remodeling done in the back of our house, and it's been taking a long time. The kitchen—I mean, it's like half of our house, but it's been going along nicely. We're almost done. And Congrats! Two, what's that? Congrats! Oh, we're so excited! It looks amazing. I can't can't wait to, to have the whole house. Whole, again. Have the house again. Have the whole house again. So there's a, a couch available two doors down from the shop in Playa del Rey, Vivera Boutique, where my wife um, manages it, sells her own iTink Studios clothing and, and um, does a lot of uh, mending of clothing and resells uh, vintage clothing. So two doors down, someone moved out of a shop and there was this beautiful green, lime green kind of vintage looking. It's not probably not lime, but it's a green that would probably fit in the living room, the scheme. Our whole playhouse is built in 1920. My wife has it very decorated in a um, vintage 60s, 70s kind of, but like eclectic style. Eclectic style. You know, I love it. So this sofa looked perfect, right? Mm -hmm. It was two door, two door, two doors down. All we'd have to do is get it and get it to our house. And the deal was incredible. The guy, because he, the guy needed to move out and he wanted to get rid of it. So he gave us this incredible price, right? So everything's coming up. This is the, the sofa for us. But to be honest, I've felt tired. I've been doing a lot of really great work at the school, blessing, and it's great work. And I've been, and I've been tired mentally, and it didn't 
the thought of getting the, even though the van was in between my school that I could rent at Home Depot, like there was other things that were lining up. There were little things like I felt tired. There's a couple interactions with the guy selling it that just didn't quite feel good, right? And so he wanted us to try to get it last night out of the place and he'd give us $50 off, right? And then he started talking like he was negotiating with us as if we're the ones negotiating with him for this price. I'll meet you halfway. And I told my wife, dude, he needs to get rid of the sofa. Why are we like talking like we better you know, act now type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But so I, we just said, you know what? Rather than even think, we're both tired. This does not feel easy. This whole thing doesn't feel good. Let's just let it ride. And if it works out, it, it'll work yeah. out, right? Yes. So today she went into the shop. She talked to the guy. And turns out his partner didn't want to get rid of that sofa and wants to keep it. Mm. So if we had pushed ourselves through the feeling and took it home last night and drove across town and we would have had to bring it back today oh okay but because we listened to the feeling yeah like we took note there's a lot of good things about it but underneath it just didn't feel well, that, like the yeah. right time to take action it saved us from driving across town and then having yes. to take this sofa back well yes it's just yeah. like what will was saying on paper this is a great deal yeah. but wait a minute what does my gut say you know like right. you're saying about the rays and all this but there, there was something not right. I remember my first experience with this stuff about how I should feel as opposed to how I really feel was, I mean, I have many of them, but you know, there's big ones. And the big one was I was 17, 18 when my dad died. So they're having the funeral and, you know, there was a feeling of relief, you know, cause he'd been suffering Plus, he was so mean to me. Right. There was a feeling of relief, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a feeling of relief, you know? But when I went to the funeral, you know, all the adults, even, you know, it's 17, you're still a kid. I don't care if you, you know, yeah, I could drive and I think I'm smart. Oh, my God, yes. But you look back at 17, 18-year-olds, I mean, they're kids, really. Yeah. Time. But in my mind, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, Oh, I got I got to look morose. You know, I got to look because that's what I should right. be feeling. Right. It was such a horrible, convoluted performance within myself because I wasn't true to myself. Right. And it wasn't until there was like one other guy there, one of my dad's friends who's still alive. This guy, Willie Lardieri. And... He owned the, you know, this is just to give you an idea of his character. He was always mellow, you know, relaxed. Mm -hmm. People thought, you know, what's wrong with Willie? He was always like, seemed like Oscar Madison on The Odd Couple. Right, right. And I was used to, even though my father was like, you know, a tough guy, he was like Felix Unger. So I was always under places got to be perfect, organized. Ah, but. You know, Willie Lardieri is his name, and he was always relaxed, and he had these stands at the boardwalk, you know, the things like you see at carnivals, you know, where you put down the quarter to play and win a prize. Right, sure. And I had the best summer when my dad just threw me down there when I was 14 to work with Willie and live with Willie. So Willie shows up at the funeral, which is a big surprise because it's like an hour away from where Willie lives, so I didn't expect it. But Willie's there, and Willie's just smiling like himself, you know, not putting on any yeah. 
So it felt so good to just smile and be with Willie. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I thought we were still doing something illegal. You know, when I would, you know, go between the two versions of me, which is the healthy version versus the one I think I should be. Yeah, put on the show. But man, that moment I never forgot as like an indicator of how much I judge myself because of fear of other people's expectations or opinions, but how free it is to just be myself. I didn't get to feel the rewards of that in that moment of being free, except for the little time I was with Willie, you know, I'd go aside with Willie and laugh a little until now, like now I get to really enjoy, like you say, when I'm unapologetically me and it's scary because it's the unknown because it's off that groove. Our intuition doesn't guide me to the familiar. It guides me to do something unknown. So it feels risky, like you were saying. But I'll tell you what, every time, like this says, if not now, when, you know, go for it. And I act on it, I'm my most attractive. Things work out better than I could have ever imagined. Beyond, It's beyond reason. Because I was thinking about this this morning. Reason has its limits. And the limits are what it already knows. Mm-hmm. But intuition is unlimited. Yes. And, but it's also unknown. Right. So that's where the tendency to go back in the groove. But I don't want to be in the groove anymore. Yeah. I would say the, the, um, life is lived in that frenetic energy of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can, you can spend your time avoiding it because you, you feel like you should, or you can, you can, and, and, and that's the thing. It takes training. It takes practice to, um, essentially force yourself into uncomfortable situations, whether that's physically working out requires you to, to put yourself into pain basically and difficult situations to put stress on your muscles so that they can build emotionally like having difficult conversations with people requires you to feel that apprehension and not wanting to do it and then <laughs> making yourself do it anyway because in that effort into in that walking into the unknown is when you essentially learn about yourself learn who you actually are learn to connect more with your intuition as the other expectations and these agreements that we've made throughout our whole life fall away right um and it's the same spiritually it's the same mentally it's in all these aspects of our life and what's what's difficult or has been difficult for me um not in a bad way but just that's just the way that it is it's distinguishing between well what is my intuition versus what is like picking up on clues and, and, and things that, um, you know, making that distinction, right. I, and we've talked about our, our upbringings that are fairly similar in some ways and, and this propensity to, to people please and to, and to say, well, I'm going to take care of this other person's emotions over my own. And at a certain point you forget, you don't even know what you want anymore. So it's hard to go like, well, I'm going to listen to my intuition when you have no idea. Yeah. You're completely disconnected from yourself. You're completely disconnected. You're, You're not embodied. You don't know it. So, um, just as my personal insight or what I've done, it's like, you find the things that connect you, you, and you, and you, and you lean into those. Yes. These readings are, are one of those things. Being for me, being out in nature and like intentionally going and 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 being out in nature where I can feel connected and, and my mind clear, 
to understand myself better. And that is, you know, that's a, a lifelong process. Well, don't you find, though, Will, when you're doing um, improv, because, you know, Will does a lot of improv, don't you feel you're really connecting to your true self and intu- like intuition, which really is God within us? Don't you feel in those moments where you're allowing yourself to go with the risky thought that inspire in that moment, like that unknown moment, something happens. The other actor says this, and you feel so good about. And your mind might go, no, no, that might not be funny. But you go with it, and you feel. Don't you feel fully alive in those moments? Like, don't you feel like the real Will Rubio? Yes, in 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 the moments where where you kind of uh, let go and, yes. and let God essentially, there there yeah, life is lived in that in yeah. that uh, frenetic energy of the unknown, right? And that spontaneity, yeah. um, and that yeah. Uh, I, well, because I only bring that up because that's another way. In addition to like readings, meditation, yeah. whatever creative, th- whatever. Um, source of creativity we have a propensity for or we enjoy or want to try because we're all creative and intuition is a principle it's within us i mean it's it's us it's the real us ironically i was gonna follow that up with me like and that can be whether you're an accountant or yes, not but yes. like, there's part of me that was like well I don't. anyway but yeah yeah, yeah like everything is creative everything we do as human yes. beings is is a creative process when you go with the like when you find the thing that just allows you to connect with it and you take the risk and go with it in that moment i think that builds the confidence in trusting it in every area of our life agreed that's yeah. what i was going to say there we because a lot of people talk about going into the discomfort and all that, and and I agree wholeheartedly. But and what we're saying is how we prepare for that moment is really important. Like with surfing, that's another connecting with intuition. Yeah, yes, so, like this this year we've had some pretty amazing waves coming through that are pretty big and hitting this in Santa Monica. They've been showing up on like surf websites. No one even typically believes Santa Monica gets good, but it got really good and quite big and um the preparation because if i didn't like if you just grabbed a board and go i'm gonna go to the unknown you'd be dead and you wouldn't like well I that's mean, what i meant the thing we have a propensity yeah. no, no, for, no, no. i'm just using you like, i'm just saying like i, I the, actually used to go out and have to rescue knuckleheads yeah, when i was exactly. in a coast guard who would just go out with a board never been to like tourists never been in a wave, never been on a board, right. and they go to the North Shore in Hawaii. It's like, what the hell? Right. And But the self-reflective path is, is in what we're saying with, like, the power of our imagination to visualize what we want. Yes. And, and understanding the value of spending time in that energy prepares me. So I talked about a wave I had, like, during the first one of these big swells that I had been visualizing, barrel, like, you know, riding the barrel and certain yes. things. And I was going for this big wave and I had to scratch my, you know, ASS off to get into it. And I dropped out of the sky and I got, it could have easily stopped there. Cause sometimes you, when you fall out of the sky on a surfboard, you just stop and you just get smashed. But it landed, the board went sideways and this way. And all of a sudden the visualization kicked in. I felt ah, like I was in the it's visualization. It's magical. Yes. I felt like I was in the dream I had had and the board went. Vroom. And now I was inside this, it was the size of this room, a barrel. Cool. I didn't make it out, but I went 
a lot longer than I, and the time stopped because yes. the preparation I had done. Yes. Well, next time and, you tell the story, just say you made it all the way out. And yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, but it was crazy because it was like this one, and then I was in another room, and it was pure blue water with sun coming through, and it was just yeah. so. If I wasn't so overwhelmed with the beauty of it all, I might have made it out as well because there was a door that I could have come. But, but what I'm saying is what I'm understanding now and now more and more is the visualization and the claiming it in advance to the best of my ability of what my heart desires. Because it's like looking for clues. I sit in a lot of meetings with kids, with families, with teachers, where, I'm, where there's fear, trepidation of like, because their kid has a learning disability or has had this past of struggle or has had this very difficult. So there's all this like propensity for doubt or we're not meeting their need. And so I, whenever I get in these things, because of this practice, because of my, this training that we give ourselves every day, and it doesn't feel like I'm training. I like doing it. I like it, Yeah, it feels like good. Praying. But I listen and listen and listen. And then I start to hear what God's trying to say in a way. I start to hear the joy that wants to come through. Because joy does not care about conditions of the past or any. It just wants to come through. This like overwhelming, loving, powerful, life-transforming creativity that cannot be stopped always wants to come through. Yes, that's it. And so all we have to do is create an opening, which is a lot to do with belief and receptivity, to allow it in, to welcome it in. Just like Christ in the Bible. I've been recognizing this lately. In the Bible, if it was a tax collector or a prostitute, it didn't matter. All it mattered was, was there receptivity to invite that Christ in? would speak to anyone that would invite it in, right? Yeah. He would speak to anyone who would have him. I would say one of the, one of the bigger um, fallacies that people, whether they're religious or not, um, take upon themselves is this, is this idea, oh, once I do enough, then I will be in the state where I can right. get these blessings. But the gift is already given, right? Yeah. So, yes. So um, every moment is an opportunity to wake up yes. and to and to just accept the gift that is already given. So this this idea that oh well, I guess I can start meditating and then maybe like if I do it for 6 months and just get yeah. good at it. But it's like no, every moment is just completely yeah. open. Every moment is an opportunity to drop the constructs and the agreements and the expectations that are literally in our imagination that yeah. we are constantly making up to 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 hold our psyche together, yeah. right? But you have at any moment the power to just let it all go because we all know what it feels like to be calm, to be relaxed, and to be in a state where we've let go, even if it's it, it's been brief or just a couple minutes where we don't feel this self-imposed pressure. Yeah, um, and that's open to us all the time. Yeah. Well, you know what's amazing? That's why, isn't it, Rock? They call that being in the moment. We're in the moment, meaning when something, these good things, like you're in that thing and you're in the wave, you're hitting the right, like you're all of a sudden going, where did that idea come from? This is amazing. You know, when you're on stage, you know, because I've had those moments even in drawing or other creative things I've done. But here's what I want to add to it is screw the fact that you didn't make it completely exactly. out the wave, because in that time that you were in the moment with your intuition, you know, right. being with intuition can be considered communing with God. 
100%. Being conscious of God. In that moment, more healing was occurring within you that had nothing to do with surfing. Bigger yeah. things were happening within you, and that's why it doesn't matter. And this is the thing that I have to eradicate from my mind when I do any thing visually creative like a drawing. I got to forget about product. I got to forget about what people are going to think or how this should look. The outcome. Yeah. The outcome completely. And just allow myself to let intuition guide me in the moment. Yep. Because that will make me, I don't, that, that brings me to the point every time, I don't care what people think about this one. I had such a good time making it. It doesn't matter. I feel good about it. Because there's been other times where I made something where I'm going, well, this should be like this, and I'm going to make it like this. And it looks like the thing I intended it to be, but there's something missing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm always asking, and those are the ones I go, well, what do you think of it? Well, what do you think of it? Because I wasn't in the moment in the process. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's the concept of of surrender. Yes, it's the principle yes. of surrender, and yeah. and and I think I maybe talked about this before on here, but like I I believe God is is surrender. It's, yeah, it's the concept of surrender, and when you release this power, oftentimes you are able to enter into flow, yeah. which is this creative state where you're you're riding that wave. And I mean, just to take that metaphor analogy yeah. further, when you when you crash and you fall, it's in the same way that that our surrender and our peace collapses and we get back inside of our head and then Christ is grace. Christ, Christ is, he swallows it all up and he says, remember who you are. Yeah. You're, you're a child of God. You can release. So it's this constant, it's this constant process of beginning again and releasing, releasing yeah. until you expand and you grow and your consciousness increases, right? Yeah, and the joy to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is what I'm thinking about when Daryl's talking, is that we're just getting a glimpse, I'm telling you, what's yes. already true. Yes. Yeah. Like, I am, when I have these awakening moments, I'm the last one to know. It's not like my wife already knew, of, like, I'm, it's so funny that, like, I'll go, oh my God, I did this, and she's like, yeah, I knew you. That was the you that I've known the people who love us know it all along, yeah. you know, and I, I will say since that wave, what was so crazy then I've made those barrels since then. Like that was like the gateway. Now Cause you're forever changed. When I'm we have these, changed. when we have these moments, yeah. whether it's doing something, yeah, yeah, whether it's doing a moment on stage, a moment in a drawing or a painting, a moment, giving a presentation, a moment surfing or whatever it is, we're in that moment. And feel that feeling of being connected and free. Yes. And we're just enjoying that moment. And we feel so good. We are for you once that do once that's unlocked, it never gets locked again. Yeah, and what and what doesn't do it for me, and I don't think it does it for the people who achieve it, like when I talk listen to surfers who are like pros or something, right? It's they saw someone doing it and this and they said, I could be that guy. They didn't say, I'm going to prove to that guy I can do it too. And then he'll like, it's like, it's a desire to be it, right? Like for me, it was my life changed with surfing and, and everything else when it's, when it's not, wow, they're going to think I'm so cool. Because there was a point when I was like 30 where I was like, why am I even, like, it was like an existential moment in the water. I got kind of depressed and like the sick feeling like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point of it? 
Mm. And then I realized there is no point. I just enjoy doing it. And from there, I got better. And so I started learning one little thing at a time. If I saw a guy doing an air on a surfboard, I said, I don't know how, but my body and, and who I am is the same as them. I can do it. Mm. And then within a year, I learned how to do that. And then I said, I can ride a barrel. If that guy can be in a barrel, he's the same yes. material I am. I can do it. Yeah. And but it's the desire to be it and experience yeah. it just for the joy, really, of, yes. of experiencing it and being it and being transformed by the renewing of my mind to realize it's there for us. It's just convincing my subconscious mind more and more to accept that it is. And even when it's not accepting, if I turn it over to God, the, the through the law of non-resistance, it will find its way yeah. because It'll find it's in my heart to do. It will happen it, in some fashion or form. It will, and if I can enjoy a two foot wave and then a three foot wave and a little turn and not making the barrel soon, I'll be making the barrel and it'll be the same level of satisfaction. That yeah. I oh, got every from stage. Almost. Is, yes. It. Yeah. Every yeah. stage. That's the difference from it being which I, I like what, what you said. Like, am I really asking myself how I feel or how I should feel? Mm -hmm. Because the me that. I also grew up in a very people-pleasing mentality, and it almost, like when I, it almost killed me, man. Like literally, mm -hmm. I tried to check myself into like mental hospital. Thankfully, I found like the right people at the right time, and I really think prayer was on my side. Mm -hmm. Like the doctor was like, "I don't think you need to be in here, man. You're panic inside this door." I was literally one door away, and he's like, "Then inside there, there's schizophrenics. You're a panic." Schizophrenics and panics do not do well. He's like, I think you should just take do that medicine. Do not mix well, I think. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. They don't get along they don't well. Get along. He, and he said, I think you should take that medicine. And I had all these things. I'm not gonna take medicine. I was just. He, but he looked me in the eye, and for some, and I, I just prayed with Randy Vasilakos from Agape, that lady who used to do that. Yeah. Good meditation. Guided meditation. And I had seen this hummingbird, like like fevers. Oh no. <laughs> whatever happened, I walked in there, and for some reason. It got through. I was like, this dude's right. And I walked out and I haven't ever been the same since. Like I did everything that needed to be done. I got, and then I found that spiritual psychology masters. Then I met Daryl and then I, this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And it is, um, been a, a process of me, like you said, embodying my actual self. Yeah. My actual self. I have a really good buddy, uh, actor friend of mine, very talented guy. You, you should, guys should have him on the podcast. His name's Joey Ariyama. And uh, he would explain this way better than me, but he told me, yeah, we have these kinds of conversations yeah. all the time, a good friend. And he ex explained this concept of, of be, do, have, right? And so it, it progresses in that order. And you seeing other people excel, or excelling at a particular skill, like, oh, I want to have that. Um, and so you just work it backwards. What do I need to do yeah. to have that? And then the requirement of doing is being embodied and actively doing the things that will lead me to the half. Yeah. Right. So, but it, it begins with being, if you're, if you're, if you're yes. hanging out in the have, like the outcome, of it, then you're, you're not going to have it. And, and so you, you need to start with yourself being, Yeah. then it leads to, to you incrementally doing more yep. and then having right and so yes it's it's this uh additionally this this idea of acceptance right so like if we get into this entitled mentality or 
or go back to what should I be feeling or what should I be at this age, which is a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, I should have had kids or been married, all these, all these things that we should ourselves on. Yeah. Um, when we learn to accept ourselves, it is this beautiful release. And I think that's what it's all about. It's, it's releasing, it's releasing like, Oh, I'm freaking out about this. Do I need that? No, it's within my power to release and accept this right now. And it just, that's what, it's, for me, that's what it's been about. It's like being comfortable. I've always wanted to just be comfortable in my own skin. Same. And it has, you know, that's one of the, been the most difficult thing in my life. But the more I learn, I like push into the resistance and realize, oh, I'm okay. And uh, another great book I read just gave me this line, which became kind of a mantra to me. And it's, whatever happens i can handle it right and i made an acronym witchy whatever happens i can handle it mm. and it's it, for me it's been so silly but it's this understanding and this acknowledgement that oh my fear for this thing is is self-imposed and learned so i can lean into it and let's see what happens and then the more i do that the more things shed away and the more my central nervous system calms down yeah. and i realize oh i'm safe and there's no lion chasing me right, right. now <laughs> and that's I've been, I've been telling people lately that one of young people come to me or different people call me they heard oh i think you could can you talk to me can you count do some counseling with me or whatever through the phone and uh the biggest tool that often helps them because i use it myself which is, and I learned this through that spiritual psychology master's program. The best thing that, I, like, the whole program was in trios, right? You'd be, there'd be a client, a neutral observer, and a counselor. And from day one, it was a two-year program. They give you a skill as a counselor, as simple as, the only thing you're allowed to say is, I hear you, this whole time. Whatever your client says, you can only say, I hear you. I hear you. That's all you can say. The client, say whatever you're really dealing with. The neutral observer, you can't say anything. You just have to watch and observe mm. and learn. The neutral observer is an amazing thing because you start to learn. Like, I don't always have to say things. To yes. I don't always have to do anything. And you start to watch how spirit works. Mm -hmm. the, the client thing was amazing because you start to actually, for two years, you're working through your own stuff. It's not theoretical or role-playing. You're mm. actually, And the counselor is amazing because you start to trust your intuition because you start yes. getting images when people are talking. You start getting feelings. I don't know why. You, like, when you say that, I keep seeing this. And they'll go, oh, my God. How did you know? You know, like, it's yeah. just intuition. But the thing is, with the client, one of the things that in that chair, one of the things that over and over again, people will say, well, there's this part of me that's struggling. And there's a part of me that's really mad. Right? And like, it's like me talking about me, but I'm putting it, there's a part of me, right? Mm -hmm. And so the turning point of a lot of these sessions is, well, why don't you give that a voice instead of like talking about it as if it's not. And then you start going, this is why Daryl does this naturally. I mean, it's part of his East Coast, but it's also just who he is. <laughs> it's like, just give it a voice. Instead of saying there's a part of me that's mad, actually admit I'm mad <laughs> and it doesn't make sense and it's going against everything i think i should be or how i should be yes and i need to let it out and i need to say it the way it wants to be said and then through doing that whether through expressing it to someone else or a self-counseling thing where you just give it a voice some people call it free form writing but the only difference is once i give it a voice i say i really appreciate you telling me that yes to myself to mm -hmm. the yeah. part that's and then that part goes what do you mean ah? and i say I hear you got a lot of energy coming through you right now. This is me and me. And then that part of me will go, 
really? And I, you know, then I reintegrate myself into myself. And the beauty of it now is I used to do that with other people. I'd be like, well, he doesn't understand me. But I would be unloading so much that I would overwhelm people all the time. But I can unload with myself as much as I yes. want to. But what will happen is that voice, because I was cutting myself off from it, it became somewhat deranged or angry or whatever, bitter. But the beautiful thing is the, the solution will often come from that voice that I thought was the problem. I thought the problem was this upset voice that it's not letting me do what I want. Then I give it a voice and all of a sudden I don't need to do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. It's already who I am. I'll have, I integrate more of who I am into myself, my feeling into myself. And now life just starts flowing and flow state comes more. Because it just is natural. what it is, yeah. And now I can love you for who you are and you uh, without like, I don't care what you say about me or to me or whatever. It does. And then there's nothing going to even come up anyway because I'm not, that's not the game I'm playing anymore, you know? And I, and I was thinking about that today because like after the week of teaching, I don't always feel my most wow like a charged up self like it's the day after i'm coming down from that and it's like i'm always like today i was like damn man like i'm a good uh, like i'm doing all this loving stuff for these kids now i'm gonna go on the show and i'm like the slub who's like tired and this and that and then i was like well what can i do to reignite it and there's these little kindergartners at 11 a.m i finish one group and i'm going to do something else but i've there's a line of kindergartners going to, i don't work with kindergarten students directly they're all going to lunch at that time every day there's these two little kids, and I become friends with them. I see them every day. Mm. And now when, if, like, maybe they're already in the cafeteria, I come up to them, and they're like, hey, where you been? You know, we all hug, and they tell me, I got apples for lunch. And then I was just thinking, how do I just see you guys the same way I see those Yes. Kids? You know, how do I be that guy that sees them? And see you guys in that same way. So that was some of that was what kind of helped me tap into that today, just to see you. Because then when you were said you were fourteen, I was like, I could see it, and I could see you sitting at that table as a kindergarten student. And now I'm in that loving realm. Yeah, right? you know. So well, yeah. don't you think the self counseling? What happens is you, we just become compassionate toward ourselves, and that's the healing. Yes, and not it's that and. We realize I don't need to be compassionate. Like this is a bad part of me. No, this is the best part of me. Yes, this is this beautiful, colorful part that has opinions yeah. and ideas and create yeah. crazy ideas and you know can break through all the nonsense and is not programmed by the world. This is God coming through me. Well, maybe I should say we become unconditionally loving to ourselves. Rather yeah, no, than the I, word compassion. Well, I think it's a it's a double. It's first it's compassion. It's like a process. No, because I'm not contradicting. Because it's not it's, like a self pity. Like oh, no, no compassion for you. It's more like wow. It's a responsibility. It's taking responsibility in a sense, but in a loving way. You know what? Recently, it's just awesome. Uh, just Ka awesome. Kathy Norman recommended this movie called The Kid. We should wrap it up with this because we're going long and I don't want to keep Will. Uh, Will's looking at his watch. What time you got to be out? No, I got a call. Okay. Uh, I, was, I wasn't rushing oh, okay, you guys. Cool, I got okay. a call that I was, well, I was here we go. <laughs> taking them. Yeah. I recommend Kathy recommended, Kathy Norman recommended this movie called The Kid with Bruce Willis. Do you ever see it? Did you ever see it? Um, I, it's like 25 It sounds familiar, years. but it would have been 25 years since I saw it. Yeah, it's free on <laughs> Disney Plus if you have Disney. It's worth watching because what the premise is, is the, the idea of quantum physics, quantum jumping. And the premise, the plot of the story is... I saw Quantum Leap a lot. Okay, oh, well, yeah. this is a little different. It's this is... I love that. 
This is honoring our our true self because we exist at all times, all at once, mm -hmm. like quantum physics says. So my future me and my younger me and the me now are all here together all same, on a different uh, frequency. So in the story of the movie, he's confronted with his younger self in reality mm. and how he deals with this and what comes about in the movie is incredible. But what it did for me, and this wasn't in the movie, but all of a sudden I started realizing, holy cow. And I meditated on the idea of letting my younger self, you know, my younger, like 10-year-old, 11-year-old self, know the good news about his future. Because, mm. you know, I'm overwhelmed where you're going to be. You don't know what you're supposed to be. And I'm like, man, you're not going to believe it. Yes. You're going to end up living in Hawaii. Yes. You're going to be in the Coast Guard. But you're going to have this great job with like, you're going to be like Jack Lord on Hawaii 5 -0. Really? You're kidding me. No, I'm not. <laughs> Guess what else? Then you're going to end up living in New York City. You're going to have an art show in a real New York gallery. No way. How? Don't worry about it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I started you're be dipping tubes for yeah, uh, for be... Con Air. Well, then right. I cuz then I said <laughs> then you're going to be doing miniatures in a Hollywood movie. Then you're going to be acting in Universal Studios on the same set where they filmed Back to the Future, waving at people on the tour trolley as they pass by. Right. How way no way. Yes. And I, what happens I start feeling so good about the me then, instead of thinking he was a bumbling idiot, he didn't make good choices, why didn't you do this instead of that? Right. It eliminates all those regrets. <clears throat> and then I start realizing, holy cow, there's a future me who's trying to tell me yes. the great news that I can't even imagine mm. now. And man, it's a powerful meditation. That's awesome. That is, that's really cool. Yeah, and I and I think that I mean that goes along with uh, our our theme here today. If not now, when? Yeah. Because I think that's a, a huge part of it is this is this concept of the things that we hold on to, particularly when we're children, and if we're operating on a on a foundation that is incorrect or an assumption that you made when you were little, like I'm worthless or I make people mad or I can't take up space, and then we build our identities on top of that. Getting to the root of that thing is 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 critical and pivotal in in releasing and letting yes. go. And I would say that one of the things that I've had to learn is once you start getting into this stuff and oh, I, I'm, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing at a certain point you go, okay. And you're like, there's somebody like, it's bright. Let me expand yeah. now. Let yeah. me let go of this concept that I'm, that I'm yes. broken in a sense. Yes. Exactly. I, need, I need to, I need to not make that my new identity. That's right. Yes. And go, let me, let me grow and, yeah. and expand now and not hold on to that all the yeah. time. That's why I like what you like. You know, like you said, compassion. It really is compassion. It starts with compassion. Because when, and when you said that, what I realized is when I was a kid, when I got in trouble, I was sent to my room. Mm. So for me, it's like compassion because I have to go to that room and tell that person to come out. Like, yes, you can come out. Mm. And then that part, that little wonderful part of me that now I'm starting to get memories. I used to love drawing with blue and red crap like just like specific things yeah. i love this book frog and toad were friends i'm starting to go wow that part of me 
that got locked in the room and then made these ideas about himself and started thinking it was scary or wrong or bad when he would just say what he thought and be who he was, he would yeah. get in trouble. Like, so it starts with the compassion to be like, because I'll walk around with a big part of me over here in the room because I learned how to be that dude. But now, the reason I said it's just awesome because it's like, whoa, the power of God and creativity and all the stuff that I read about and I hear other people doing, that's me. Like just knowing that is yeah. so insane. And then all that creative power, I realize yeah. I'm a good writer. I'm not as a good writer, I'm an exceptional writer. I'm exceptional with words. I write songs. I do all these things. I'm amazing with children. I'm one of like the best psychologist you're ever gonna meet if you ever really need to sit down and work something through and do it quickly. That's why people call me. I write in the newspaper all the time. I do all that stuff, but a lot of the time I'm locking that part in a room because I'm presenting with something else that I learned was the way that I had to present. Mm -hmm. How you should. But it almost damn near yeah. killed me. But I'm glad it did. Because now I get to be, I don't care. Like the, the best part is I don't care. Well, now you, now you get to enjoy the superpower that was developed because of that. Yes. I, feel, I view comedy in the same way. Yes. I, I learned uh, comedy. Yes. I got good at comedy to placate this need to make sure everybody yeah. was okay. Yes. Use it for and your once good. you let go of that need, then you can be like, oh, I still have the superpower, though, yes. of reading people and understanding That's right. people. Yeah. That's what I was saying with these meetings I'm in and just being in public schools and knowing, forgive them for they know not what they do. To be able to hold and seeing a lot of people doing stuff that's just ass backwards and still love them mm. and just be like, this isn't that serious. It's fine. Do it however you want. I'm yeah. going to bring, the, I'll be the one, I'll bring the love. I'll bring the light. And then I go, wow, they are bringing love. They are bringing light. I just have a piece of the puzzle that they might not have, mm. but that doesn't mean I'm better than, it doesn't mean they're like now, like this current moment, of, I've never felt so connected to a group of people that were working together and realizing that that superpower that I bring it's amazing, like valuing it. And I heard, I, I heard a guy talking recently. He said like people, like people who are not typical, they like are sort of neurodivergent. They think differently, which has always been me, which has always been. And I work with people that are neurodivergent. Daryl, I don't like, I don't know you that well, but I'm guessing there's uh, there's a reason where, why we're all together. Like he was saying, like there's this like, there's a technical term for it, but it's like this this dysphoric state where when you start to anticipate you're going to be judged or rejected for the way you naturally think. And then you start to be around people and having this ill feeling that you're being rejected before they even have a chance to do it. Mm. Like, that's something that I've been dealing with for a long time. Being in situations, being afraid to go talk to that teacher or this, this like deep fear of like rejection. I, and now I'm just letting it go because... The fact that I do things differently is a blessing to everyone. It's such a blessing to that whole place. It's such a blessing to everyone that I do anything with, that I see things the way I do. Mm -hmm. And just liberating myself from that fear of rejection and just letting, getting to be open enough to see if, what if I am and let's let them have a chance to accept me before. Because the thing is, mm. the guy explained, he's like, these people would be so fear of, I used to be so afraid of rejection that I'd hate you before you even had a chance to reject me. And then there'd be an odd, it would feel like you rejected me because of the, what I was putting out. You're projecting it. Yeah. What I was projecting, you know, like, and, and so that inner healing, 
Wow. I'm feeling my divinity. Just... We're just three intuitive feelers just hanging out, yeah. talking about release and letting go of our need and this deep-seated uh, desire to be liked above all else because we didn't get that validation as children. But it's possible. <laughs> it is. <laughs> to let it go. Look what it... you're doing on your show. <laughs> Look what Daryl does in his daily life. Look what I do. It's It works. That's what's so crazy. That's why anyone who's ever suffered and applied these principles and applied these tools and felt the feeling of salvation, which really just means solution, of coming back into alignment with who we really are. Oh, my God, it's just amazing. And if I'm feeling it from where I've been and where Will has been and where Daryl has been, and then if you're listening or, or hearing this, like, if there's a voice that's going, but, 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 there, that's just an area where you need healing. It is, it works. That's it's, just a bad groove. That's just a bad groove. It's a bad groove. It's a bad... Well, we got to let him read that because he's got to oh. get take an important... Hollywood phone Not call. Not to mention, he just came back from traveling. You're recently yes. engaged. Congratulations, <laughs> hey, by the way. Hey, yes, yes. I just posted about it today, actually. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Um, you want me to read this? Yeah. Thing? Now is the time. Yes. Now is the time to express the divinity I feel within me. There is no time but the present. The past is gone and the future has not arrived. Today is a new day. No binding cords hold you to a dead yesterday. What has limited you in the past need have no influence over you now. Tomorrow cannot come until today has been fulfilled. Now has no place for regrets and cannot be concerned with vague probabilities. You can be sure of today. This moment is all that counts. If you use it well, the next moment will guide you unerringly onward. The clarion call of truth is be trustful. Live one day, one hour, one moment at a time. Think nothing of the past and worry not at all for the future. Do the very best you can, and having done, having done it, refuse to fret and be concerned. One moment well lived is worth a thousand aspirations unfulfilled. What you do with today determines your fidelity to the best that is in you. You prove God most when you make him part of your living right now. Wow. Second Corinthians six two. Edward. Oh, now is the acceptable time. Now Wonderful. is the time. Now yeah. is the time to tell the story about Will Rubio. That's correct. I love I, we got a story, Will. You got a story? An acting story. That's my favorite part. We got this from your old acting teacher. Did you? Yep. Oh he actually God. told us this story. Mr. Adams? Oh, my yes! God. Yes! <laughs> Such a sweet man. So, so, so good of him to take a call from Daryl and Ed. A while back, Will Rubio was going through a rough patch. He hadn't gotten a job in years. He was, was, lost his ability to remember lines. What's that? No, I was going to say, is this recent? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we know you're Well, here's the key part. Money. You lost your ability to remember lines. That yeah, was right. the problem. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I think he had had such, he'd been so off, of, hadn't been in any shows. You know, you just lost that ability for yeah. not practicing. And finally, after looking for work for a very long time, Will got the lead role in a Broadway music. Nice. The director called Will and told him, I'm pleased to let you know that you have the most important part in this musical, but you only have one line. Will was even more excited. That's great! What's the part? The director told Will, You walk onto stage with a rose, bring it close to your nose with your thumb, index, and middle fingers, and sniff it deeply. Then you will say... Oh, the smell of my lover. Opening night came. It was time for Will to say his line. 
he boldly walked on the stage and said, Oh, the smell of my lover! The crowd began to laugh hysterically and the director exploded with anger. Will ran off stage and asked, What happened? Did I forget my line? The director replied, No, you forgot the flower. <laughs> Dang it. So, <laughs> so, I don't want to touch this one. So, so, I, so I just smelled my fingers and said the smell of my life. I think they get the message. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> He's still recovering oh. from that, folks. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, this has been a great time as usual, Will Rubio. Oh, buddies, and yes. Will, and look, you know what Van Halen says about a time like this? Hi, ho, bless you. Who said that, baby? How do you feel? You, you don't say, you, say you don't know. know. You, you won't know until you begin. I can't, can't you see me standing here? I got my books and I'm a blessing machine. I'm a blessing machine. I can't you see what I mean? Might as well jump. Jump. Might as well jump. <laughs> Go ahead and jump. Jump. Go, Go ahead and jump. jump. Visit DarylNed.com. We, we love you, baby. To find easy French links kiss. to everything we do. French kiss. <laughs> and as always, you're, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studio. Can't you see me standing here? I got my books and I'm a blessing machine. I'm a blessing machine. I can't you see what I mean? Might as well jump. Jump. Might as well jump. jump. Go ahead and jump. Jump. Go, Go ahead, ahead and jump. jump. Woohoo! It's beautiful, guys. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the heck? Hundred dollars for you. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll give you a hundred. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.